as a creative, there's a constant desire, a nagging feeling to have your artwork portray a message. In fact, it's often hard to make without that driving force of inspiration. The message can take all forms. It can be silly, it can be serious, light, heavy, whatever. What matters is your interpretation of that message and how it speaks to you. Sounds great. Um... Our producer, Lucy Richardson, spoke to a graphic designer, digital artist, and activist residing in Denver, Colorado. If you'd like, you can go ahead and introduce yourself and maybe talk about the kind of work you do specifically and the goal that you have for the the final product that you put out. Totally. Um, My name is Brian Montes Terrazas. I own a small design agency here in Denver, Colorado um, called the Yams World of Color. We are primarily a branding and custom illustration agency. So we help a lot of small businesses, nonprofits and Fortune 500 companies around the United States with their design work. Um, We help a lot of women owned, queer owned and POC owned organizations in that realm. Um, I personally create Uh, a lot of digital artwork that's centered around learning about my own Mexican culture, dissecting what it means to be an undocumented person in the United States in in the contemporary setting, Uh, lettering work that kind of allows me to dissect a little bit my own feelings and mental health challenges surrounding being uh, specifically a queer person and an undocumented person and how that Uh, those intersectionalities have very unique challenges to them and how that also affects my family, uh, me personally, and my trajectory for the future. This is Here, Allá, Presente, a podcast about immigration and Colorado. I primarily, I guess, am an artist, but uh, being a business person is kind of like the uh, second hand to that. I started out looking to become a graphic designer and use my skills uh, and my degree in business to help small businesses that were needing that design work. To give you some backstory, after graduating Colorado State University, Uh, With the business degree, I set forth to go into some kind of agency work here in Colorado, and I was able to find a really awesome agency in Boulder, where I worked there for two years and learned a lot about client relationships, formal agency settings, working with freelancers, uh, figuring out project management. Um, But we were designing things that were very um, inaccessible to my own community. We designed a lot of product packaging and branding for Uh, the natural food space, primarily in Whole Foods and Erwan, if you're familiar with that. And uh, after a certain point, after the kind of um, honeymoon phase of it all, I kind of realized that it was really making me a little uncomfortable because a lot of the things that we were doing just were not really accessible to anyone in my own community, let alone how many times could I walk into King Supers and see something that we were designing or a project that we were part of. So taking what he had learned from his experience at the Boulder-based agency, he decided to start his own business. One of my core values is definitely uh, helping my own community and being able to showcase the amazing talent that our, our community has. A design agency that would have its own identity. One that would cater to minority businesses and help larger businesses interface with a marginalized population that they really didn't fully understand. So that experience, I took it 
I then ran with it. And that's kind of how this came to light. So my primary goal when it comes to agency work is to help anyone that may need design work that is looking for um, a marginalized perspective. Uh, and that is, has mostly kind of gotten into the queer space and Latino space because that's the communities that I'm part of. So I help a lot of Latino-based um, organizations, be it businesses or nonprofits, and a lot of queer businesses across the state. But sometimes big projects will come into my lap from some big, big names. I just finished uh, a really awesome project with Nestle International, um, and we designed a really awesome Latino-based brand. It was kind of a rebrand of a current website that they had up with a lot of like Latino recipes, introducing people to Latino recipes and how they could use Nestle products with them. So it seems like your community and your own identities are some of the largest themes in your work. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Totally. Can you think of any specific pieces that exemplify that kind of representation of those themes in your work? The one that stands out in my head that um, a lot of people know me for is the quote, not your hardworking immigrants. Here, I can send you a link to that real quick from my website. Um, but that one was kind of the first time that I felt like I thought someone probably else feels this way. The reason that that was so important to me is because I just am sick of this narrative of like such a hardworking immigrant or like what, what a hardworking immigrant they are. And it kind of just speaks to when I when I hear someone say that in my head, it feels like this like big burly white man who has a cigar in their mouth saying like, what a what a what a hardworking immigrant, right? Like it maybe maybe emulating like slave owners or anything like that. And the reason that I think that way, it's because it's like, I think it's so ingrained in my head that like the, there is definitely like a, a, a caste system and a system where we're kind of put at the bottom as tools of labor and we're only acknowledged for that. And we're only acknowledged for the positive economic impact that we make. And you can see a lot of that too in the conversations around undocumented immigrants and like how much tax dollars they bring in and all that. When in reality, we may be hardworking immigrants, but we're doing it for our families and for um, our own people in our own communities. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. I think they just realize that like a lot of times they think Mexicans are so like hardworking and can build anything right right on the spot. The the story of the Mexican carpenter or Mexican uh, construction worker is like everywhere. And for me, that piece was kind of like a, like a fuck you in a, in a way to that saying. But when you aim to criticize capitalist exploitation as a virtue, you might get some backlash. Funny enough, I got a lot of pushback from older immigrants, and I got a lot of comments on my TikTok post saying, like, this is wrong, like, I don't think you understand what this means. And I thought it was so, I think it was fascinating. I also think it's like, a might be a bit of a disconnect between my generation, younger generations, and then older generations. A lot of people have a lot of pride in being hardworking, and I think that that's okay. Um, I just don't think that they understand the the entire context of it, right? And they only think of like the, the, the piece that they know in themselves, which is awesome. But when you really think about it, it's kind of like such a social narrative. And it's like the single story that um, gets talked about immigrants a lot is just how hardworking they are and how, um, how much they can do and how much they can put up with, basically. And when your whole community is displayed as the gold standard for how much stress you can put a people under, someone's going to see that and ask, why am I putting up with this? 
it's really hard for me to flat out make something that says like fuck the US or like you know fuck the system because uh unfortunately immigration officers are so like on that stuff that you could easily get denied your citizenship when it comes time to like get that if they were to see that um one of my own friends actually did did the same thing made a big protest piece and uh she was she was threatened um with like her citizenship getting taken away or like canceled or what during the process with her and her spouse um that has made me really weary of making stuff like that so i try to be a little bit more like indirect versus direct and so that definitely influences some of the things that i do So there's a delicate balance between expression and something that might throw off your chances at citizenship. It's a hard thing to reconcile with as a creative and an undocumented person. How do you demonstrate your art and ideology without facing the consequences of an arbitrarily placed line in the sand? Some of the things that I make that are a little bit more personal to me are a lot of this geometric work. So this is a case study called And Thus They Spoke. So I, I uh, made a lot of like geometric pieces based on a lot of different people that have influenced either different movements or things that I think are really important to know about that not a lot of people know about. If someone were to go on my site, the first one is like a self-portrait um, of me in these like different starbursts coming out of my own like face with a lot of light. And that, for me, represents uh, all these identities that I hold coming to light, as I felt for a really long time that I was, on, as, a, as a child of immigrants, I was only doing what was best for me and my family, not kind of best for, for me first. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Um, I actually went to school for finance, and uh, in my third year of finance school, I was really depressed. and didn't really want to do that and I realized I was following following someone else's dreams and I decided then and there that I had to be creative with the rest of my life or else you know I wasn't really doing this for myself because I was also teaching myself design as kind of like a hobby and an outlet but I realized that's kind of what I should be doing for the rest of my life and so that illustration is kind of a um, personification of that or like a representation of the feelings that I had when I did that and so one of the things that you'll see throughout this is kind of like this very simple geometric structure, uh, lots of clean lines. I'm known for like clean line work and a lot of vibrant color. And so for me, color is important because it means that you're not gonna ignore me, like we're not gonna be ignored. And so that shows up in every single thing I do. Even in my client work, I rare, I don't take on clients that want like um, very prim and proper logos or want like very simple shapes and structures because that's not what I'm about. And you can do, there's lots of amazing designers who can go do that. But for me, it's all about being your face, you know, expression, being able to say who you are and why it's important to you. Um, and I think people are starting to get that and, and know that. And you can definitely see that throughout the work. If Brian's story instills any kind of message in you, it should be one that articulates the success you can find by embracing your identities. By doing this, Brian has created art that uplifts his community while simultaneously allowing his community to do the same for him. See more of Brian's work on Instagram at yams.world or by going to his website, brianmontez.com. This episode was produced by myself, Carlos Jimenez, Gray Newman, Lucy Richardson, and Lisette Zamora Galarza, 
This podcast was made possible by the generous support of the Center for Immigration Policy and Research here at the University of Denver and the Center for Innovation in the Liberal and Creative Arts also here at DU.